Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Tim Williams. Today's show is proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. Round 2022 of the NRL is upon us. Uh, massive week again for Supercoach, as it is each and every week. The second week of head-to-head finals. Uh, your team, tell you what, the teams that have just dropped, plenty of key players out. Jerome Hughes being one of them, the most traded-in player last week, along with Joey Tappany out. We'll get to that shortly, uh, but let's just hope you've either got a few trades up the sleeves or you've got a bit of depth in your side. Here to talk through it with me, as always, is the Supercoach Spy. Spy, a few weeks off, mate. It's been happening. Yeah, just um, had to regroup after the month from hell, but uh, finally <laughs> had a little bit of a little bit of success uh, last weekend, which was nice. Um, yeah, busy couple of weeks, so just haven't been able to get on, but back into it today. Uh, team wise, I went when I was on probably a month ago. I was talking about how I was on the edge of the top one thousand, and I was coming hard for the back to back top one hundred. Well, I went to four thousandth before last weekend, which it's not horrible again, but it's it's, it's a far cry from 100th, so just nothing went right. I could write a novel on the last month, but finally last weekend, I had a little bit of success, so a few spy shout-outs. Go to the following legends. We have Cam Murray, brought him in, and gee, those Warriors weren't real keen on tackling, so that was handy. Um, he just tore him apart along with Trell, but the fact he, he matched Trell pretty much for me was, was huge because I don't own Trell, and that was always the one I I feared, and he did what he expected and could have been 200. Luckily, he got an early spell and didn't touch it for the first 20 minutes, and mm-hmm. he still got 150. So um, Warriors, yeah, they've, they'll finish the season pretty poorly, you'd guess, but at least they're at home this week. Um, other shout-outs, Sean Lane continues doing his thing. Love him. Um, Harry Grant was good. Uh, Captain Munster straight out, which was really nice Friday night. He got his hat-trick at fullback, kick goals. You beauty, and then Crichton, Hines, Drinky, and Teddy all around the 100 mark. So pretty good week. Um, my centres combined, my total, my top score for my centres was 50. 
So they're in they're in all sorts. But we're just we're just plugging away there, seeing what we can do. And um, yeah, I've edged back into three thousandth, and we'll see what the last month or so can bring. So I've got a few trades up the sleeve and a bit of depth. So we'll try fly home and get back towards that top thousand mark if we can. <laughs> Lovely spy coming in hot back into three thousandth area, mate. As we know, things can change very very quickly. Also joining me. Uh, he's the resident funny man of Supercoach at uh, SC Playbook, but I-, I fear this could be a long show for the poor old Spy because he's also the Spy's biggest critic. It's uh, it's Nicky Moon. Moon, how are you, mate? Hey, Fats. Uh, thanks for having me back, Spy. How are we? Good, Moon. It's good to have you back, mate. Before you <laughs> shoot your mouth off, I'm probably not that far behind you, so be careful, <laughs> despite hey, uh... everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ranked uh, 12.48 at the moment, so... Still a fair way in front of whatever 3,000, whatever number that equates to. A bit to. to do, mate, but she's a long game. Yeah, no, I um, knocked out pretty mediocre, a bit the same as um, the Spy. I haven't had a great couple of weeks, but 13.48, I think, on the weekend. So didn't own Luttrell, uh, forced a lot of play, picked Talakai and Totos and, and the Tungos of the world. So that, um, yeah, a bit like a bit like Spy there. I don't think the centre's really set the world on fire as long, along with Joey Manu, so... Um, but yeah, brought in Cam Murray as well. Um, so I was able to somewhat enjoy that Saturday afternoon match despite watching having Latrell there as well. So I was saying earlier, I'm also an owner of Alex Johnson, so it's a, it's a catch 22 watching AJ score tries, but knowing the Latrell's generally the one feeding him, it's um, it's not all that great. So yeah, no, it's um, big four weeks coming up though. I'll see if I can sneak in that top 1000. Nice, mate, sitting very well as a uh, very, as a non Latrell owner, it really did hurt seeing him go 150 last weekend. Not surprising at all in saying that. Um, with the month to come, I'm, I'm really banking on him sort of averaging maybe even 70 to 75 on that run home. Really tough draw for the Bunnies. Uh, so I just wish he didn't hurt as much as he did there. And as a Cody Walker owner who was doing all the hard yards on the inside, Latrell just slides out the back, try assist, try assist. Uh, really, really tough one to watch that, but uh, super coach, isn't it? Uh, the Kuma Stallions, another, well, 1,340 points. Doesn't sound that bad, but dropped dropped another 150 or might have been about 200 spots to 700th overall. A disappointing three or four weeks after sitting sort of around, I think it was about 100th place three or four weeks ago now. So uh, has been a bit of a fall from grace, but uh, again, not dire straight, certainly. One thing, Spy, that... I've really enjoyed, despite uh, the fall in ranking, this this run home in Supercoach and into the start of head-to-head finals. I don't remember probably a more open finish to the season where there's been so many high-ceiling players that have been, not necessarily in pod range, but even around 30 40 50% ownership amongst top-ranked teams. Um, and, I mean, that's along with a few sort of unfortunate injuries to key players has probably been my downfall missing Latrell this week and Cam Murray. You know, there was the infamous uh, Joe Manu about three or four weeks ago when he went nuts. Um, and there are so many of these guys who we just can't all own. And I'm really enjoying it from a Supercoach perspective. Oh, it's bloody great. Um, it's it's nice to know. You look at guys and throughout the week they go into play the game and you check that article from Ads Derusi and you find out they're only 50% owned amongst, say, the top, 5,000 people and you'd think they would be far, far more owned, but it's a reflection of this year. It's fantastic. You know, you can pick different guys up for at pod range and if at least 50% of people don't have someone, that's still awesome. So it's making it really enjoyable and making every game quite exciting from a uh, super coach sense. 
It does, mate. And what it else it does is, honestly, I've said this most weeks, but the next month, things could be blown wide open. I don't think anyone's safe in any head-to-head leagues, uh, safe in the top 100, the top spot, the top 1,000, whatever it might be that you're aiming for. Like, I think we're going to see some mass changes. And on top of that, and you know, as we predicted over and over again on this podcast throughout the season, depth is going to be key and ideally having a few trades up your sleeve too. But trades, I think last week, Ads' article said that the top 100 ranked overall coaches had 2.3 trades left. That was then looking to get rid of Cleary. So that was probably going to be 1.3 left. Uh, Spy, like, there's going to be big changes coming. Yeah, the concern I have is mostly for that bloke across the room, Nick. I hope he's listened to me and saved some trades because I'm just having a quick squiz now. And you're 300 points in front of me, mate. That could be gone in about two hours if you run out of trades and I keep my depth. So hold on to him tight, brother. Uh, I'm coming at you. How many trades left, mate? Well, I've got a couple up the sleeve. I've got a couple up the sleeve. So I'm just going to hold tight and keep an eye on what the spy um, does and, and hopefully do the opposite because there's a reason you're 300 points behind, mate. <laughs> hey, um, TB, just a quick one too. Is um, I didn't have a real good great week head to head, so I, the colonel wasn't real happy with me when I logged in on Monday morning. But um, <laughs> I, I do. Um, I want to take a bit of humble pie and give a shout out to Maddie Ryan who knocked me out of the SC Playbook Finals in house league. Spy, they're a um, an in house final league thing for the top eight um, super coaches <laughs> in the SC Playbook. Yeah, right. Oh, you might know about it next year, but. Um, yeah, I just quick shout out Matty Ryan knocked me out. He's actually he actually beat me two weeks in a row. So I'll um I'll have to tip the hat to Matty and um, I wish you all the success in the in-house SC Playbook League and I'll be joining this spy on the bench. Yeah, yeah, Matty Ryan, like his Parramatta Eels, coming home with a wet sail. Uh, guys, on today's show, we'll be going through the Supercoach relevant team news. The spy is going to run us through his run home uh, fixture analysis article. Look at the teams with the, the best draws, the teams with the worst draws, just a little bit to, to help out with who we should be targeting. Uh, we're going to drop our Hail Mary Superpod for those overall players looking for a bit of late draw, glory and a massive jump up the rankings. Looking at guys probably anywhere around maybe 2 or 3% ownership. Uh, the hot topics, as always, are around 22 trades and skipper plans. Uh, to finish up with some social questions as well. Guys, let's get stuck. Actually, not yet, we won't. Quick shout-out, SC Playbook in-house league. Speaking of that league, Mooney, we're still second overall. We've been there dead set since about round five, I think. Uh, We're closing the gap on number one spot, though, so I'm hoping we can reel them in and go back-to-back after winning it last season. The SC Playbook Unlimited Group last year, the top three overall finishing super coaches were all subscribers to the site. This year, not quite doing as well at the moment, but we've got uh, Team J Kobe, coached by Jacob, still leading us. He's in fifth place overall. Alex, coach of the Bearded Clams, in seventh. And Toby, co- coaching Toby's Troops, he's in eighth place. Shout out to Brian Sini, more commonly known as the NRL Physio, one of the absolute great fellas. He's still... He's been saying for ages that he's been going to run out of trades and things will turn, but I think he's a little bit too humble. 50th overall, so he's still a sneaky chance at that top spot. Uh, Bring it home, lads, and I hope one of you can claim the top spot, if not someone else from that group. Lads, team news. First one, Spy, Viliami Kikau, named on the extended bench. He was a late out last week. For owners of him, do you think, myself included, if he does come in on game day with that injury concern, is he a player that, that you'd maybe sit even if he does come in and start in that, I suppose it's a tough matchup with Melbourne. You don't really know what to make of them at the moment. Or if he starts, would you be playing? 
I think pending depth, if you've got someone really, really good um, that you can play instead of him, then sure. But I think generally if someone's playing, you consider them healthy. Maybe he does get a little bit of a spell at some stage, but mate, if they're, they're that far in front, if he's playing, he's healthy. So uh, I'll be happy, happy enough to play him in short. And I think Melbourne, they're still conceding points. They're, they're not the Melbourne we know, that's for sure, in history. They'll work hard throughout the last month, but, but they'll leak some points for sure at stages. Yeah, good point, mate. It's, uh, if they do play him with where they are, they're not going to risk him at all, so it looks a pretty safe play. Big one in that game. As I mentioned earlier, Jerome Hughes out for the Storm, the most traded in player in Supergoats last week. Just not what they needed. Now, look, it is believed that he's avoided any serious injury. Uh, I believe he was an outside chance for this week, so hopefully he'll be back next week for Supercoaches. Mooney, he's one of, if not the most traded out player this week as it stands. What are your thoughts on him? Would you – I mean, it's it's obviously all scenario-dependent for each team, but would you be looking to cut ties with Jerome Hughes with a relatively tough run home, or would you be holding on to him? Yeah, I think – I mean, Melbourne, we know, we kept saying there's so many mouths to feed, and I think they showed some glimpses of coming back to the Melbourne we know. And and I think once – I mean, once Hughes did his show, he obviously took a bit of a back seat. I think at this time of the year, you nearly got to bank on him maybe being back after this round. Um, I think, I mean, they've taken on the Panthers this week, so would you be playing him anyway, maybe? I don't know. Um, so if you've got him, I'd probably look at holding him and, and fingers crossed he comes back uh, after the Penrith match. Yeah, tough games coming up against the Broncos, Roosters and Eels after this, but I'm a bit with you, mate. I think it's, I think if they pushed him in this game, uh, which could have happened with the Storm playing for a top four spot and if shit does hit the fan, a top eight spot, um, just to get him right at the risk of him hurting hurting him again. I think owners, you know, would have been looking to sit him anyway. Spy, what are your thoughts? Could you see a case to trade him out this week? There's a case if you've got trades, uh, but I think the short answer is no. As long as you can cover him, let's see if he plays next week. Um, that, that run is a little bit tough, but it's also three sides that have potential to leak points. And... Boys, it's Jerome Hughes. He can score against anyone. He's got one of the best right foots in the game. He's He'll be an in, integral part of, of doing these sorts of things uh, for Melbourne. So I'd be happy to hold. In Of course, if you short trade him, that's fine. But I'd be happy to hold at least for this week and reassess uh, heading into next week. Spy, as a result of Jerome Hughes out, Cam Munster's, well, I mean, it, he's back to uh, the halves because Jerome Hughes is out. But Nick Meaney was also back. So it could have happened anyway. But with how good Munster was there last week and the Storm needing a bit of X Factor to shake up this final series after a lean passage, like they would have had to have kept him at fullback, surely. Uh, regardless, he's back at the halves this week. And what does that mean to his supercoach credentials? Do we think, before we answer that, do we think he's definitely playing in the halves? Because Meaney could slot in at 5'8. I know it's then a pretty young half 5'8 pairing, but. Look, we know what Munster did last week. He can still jump in and do the kicking and do do most of his stuff, but it wouldn't shock me to see him start the game at the back there, and I hope so because it's good to watch in there, isn't it? Just the freedom he plays with. Um, certainly prefer him in the fullback jersey. The only change for me as an owner is if he's playing fullback, you consider him for captain in the weeks he does, but if he's at 5'8", uh, in, a, in a Melbourne side not going quite as well, then I'm happy to stay off him as skipper and, and just play him as, as you would normally. Yeah, well, look, I'd assume, and you're right, that there is a chance he will go out to fullback anyway. Against Penrith, you're, you're probably not going to skip her or VC anyway. But no. uh, when Jerome Hughes does come back, whenever that may be, like he'll have to go straight back to fullback, surely. Mooney, what do you reckon? 
I think with Hughes being out, it probably helps his cause a bit more playing in the six that they'll look to go to him a lot more and, and he'll probably get his hands on the footy a lot more rather than being at fullback where he has to go, not so much looking for it, but he has to get the good early ball from the halves. And with Hughes out, it probably helps him a little bit in that in that instance. Um, on another point, though, he was on the, one of the Matty John shows, I think, on, during the week, and he actually said he much prefers to play fullback. So I thought that was quite an interesting comment. Yeah. He, uh, he actually put the, posed the question to him. He actually said, oh, I much prefer to play. Well, didn't say much prefer, but he prefers to play fullback. So, um, yeah, take that with Bellamy running in the back end of the year where he might pop up. Boys, just quietly, and this is maybe uh, going a bit far, but he's also, there's talk he could leave Melbourne. So, I mean, if, he's, if he wants to play fullback, just let, let the boy play fullback. But mm. you, you can tell he enjoys the freedom back there. Uh, but if he does play 5'8", he, I, I could imagine he'd have a lot of freedom to roam. Uh, almost that 5'8", fullback type hybrid position. So it'd be good to watch him uh, mm. moving forward regardless. Yeah, the Dolphins, uh, which there's a bit of talk around him potentially heading up to the Dolphins. I think they've... They filled about 20 roster spots and they've still only used about half a million dollars of their $9.5 million cap. So there's a bit of money to spend on uh, Cam Munster. They would dead say give him $8 million next year and they'd still be under the cap. <laughs> yeah. um, Ryan Madison named. He suffered a late concussion last weekend. So he will need to pass concussion protocols to take his spot. At the Sharkies, Lockie Miller named on the wing. Cade Dyke stays at fullback for now. Connor Trace, he's obviously out after that nasty incident last week. Matty Cavalu cannot get a run there. He's fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, I actually quite like Likey Cavalu as a footballer, but can't get a run there. The other key one at the Sharkies and more super coach relevant, uh, Moon, is that Dale Finucane is back. He will start at lock, pushing Cam McInnes to the bench. Do you think this makes uh, McInnes, who's been pretty solid of late, a sit outside 17s as long as he's coming off the bench? No, I don't think so. I think he's shown in the past with his minutes, whether it's 50 minutes, 60 minutes, um, he's still banging out those sort of low scores, low 50 scores. Um, PPM, well, I don't think it makes much of a difference at all, to be honest. He's he's come off the bench for probably, what, 80% of the games this year. So mm. if you've got him now, I still think he's, he's quite a good play, especially against the um, the Tigers this week. Mm. Is he, I, I wouldn't be. I think... I think to be super coach relevant, he needs that 70, 65, 70 odd minutes because as good as his bait and his base and his PPM is, like he sort of needs an attacking stat to be, with how stacked squads are, I think he needs that attacking stat to be as good as the other guns in super coach. That being said, with all the outs this week, you know, maybe like he's not going to let you down, put it that way. He'll, he'll get his 50 odd, but I think at this stage of the season, we're wanting 70 plus scores from the majority of our 17. Mitchie Barnett is out for the Knights. Don't know exactly why at this stage, but um, didn't think it was overly relevant, but he's owned by 6% of the top 100 ranked Supercoach teams overall, 4% of the top 1,000. So in a week where we've lost Tappanies and uh, Jerome Hughes and other key players, it's not going to help a few sides out there. Tamari Martin is back at fullback for the Broncos. Uh, that means Tessie New is out for the Bronx. I think this spy is probably good news for those who still own Selwyn Cobo or Katoni Staggs, just because the quality of ball from Tamari, who's a really classy ball player, is going to be a lot better than it is with Tessie New, who's more of a ball runner. Massive for Cobo. Um, Tamari is really good at going deep into the line and throwing that face ball to his right winger. I don't know how good it is for Stags, but as we know, and as as anyone who owns him would know, doesn't really matter who plays for the Broncos. Stags doesn't often get a heap of footy, mm. regardless of who's at fullback, and he sort of needs to do that damage with limited runs, which he 
he's more than capable of doing. But I think it's massive for Cobbo. Um, you'll see him. You'll see him dig into the line there and just go straight past Stags with a face ball because they'll jam in on him and Cobbo down the right sideline. I wouldn't mind owning him to be honest. I think he's a, a pretty good play, Cobbs. My unwavering faith in Katoni Staggs will be put to the test this week against the Knights. He'll be the first one I've played him in a fair while, to be honest. But he, uh, tell you what, he's he's almost on the never again list, Katoni Staggs, and that's due to no fault of his own, really. Uh, the big, big one, along with Jerome Hughes this week, Moon's Joey Tappany out. The uh, rib cartilage injury, judged on you Pelicans' reactions, <laughs> like myself, are not owners. I tell you what. Awful for me as a Canberra Raiders fan, but I tell you what, like he's just been absolutely killing us. So to play thirty odd minutes on the weekend and not be playing this week, it's uh, it's refreshing purely from a Supercoach perspective. Mooney, so we're still awaiting more news from the Raiders. They've said he's, I think, avoided any major damage. It is believed to be rib, sort of rib cartilage, which becomes a pain tolerance issue as opposed to an aggravation sort of issue. So look. There's every chance he plays next week, and we will get hopefully more information later in the week. But again, lots of people selling. What do you think? It's taken about 18 weeks, but I can finally say, thank God I'm not a Joey Tappany owner. <laughs> it's taken <laughs> that long every week. And are we uh, even yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, um, yeah, God. I mean, I don't, um, just to put in comparison, I own Ryan Madison there over that um, buy period. When he had rib cartilage damage, and I think he ended up spending about four weeks on the sidelines. Yeah, um, and and kept getting named. So, God, even if he does get named next week, at what you know what what impact is he going to have? I mean, he's shown that he scores points when he's offloading and, and tackle busting. I think if you've got the trades up the sleeve, I, I wouldn't be um, risking that that he comes back next week. I know I'd be trading him out if you have the trades. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll find out more information about that one on Tappany. We've got a few few uh, informants inside Raiders HQ, so we'll try and get a bit more ma- uh, mail on that one. But with a bit of luck, the Raiders will just be transparent and tell us how he's looking anyway. Spy, what do you reckon? Would you be looking to sell taps with that rib injury? As as Mooney sort of said, you know, it could be one week, but it also could be three weeks. But you don't know. Yeah, just on taps, I think it could be a really aggressive play for head-to-head finals especially or chasing some overall glory to sell him. Um, we, I've listened to a lot of NRL physio talk about those rib injuries and just the lack of performance afterwards, or should I say the decrease in performance. Uh, there's no doubt if he plays next week, he'll still be good. He's a weapon, but he does all his damage bumping off tackle, tackles and using his contact. So mm. if, if, what will happen if you do sell him this week, then he misses next week as well. You're absolutely cheering. Yeah. Two weeks of someone and the value he's at, you can get, depending on your dual positions and like probably nearly anyone in the game. So I don't mind the sell if you can do it, uh, but that doesn't mean you have to rush out. Mm. Uh, but if, if you're in a position to do it, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, no, that no, fair call. Uh, and I think that is also very good news for Adam Elliott owners because any question mark over his minutes, I think that really assures him. I think he'll probably play 65 minutes with taps out. So uh, massive for Ads Elliott. Guys, if you've ever wanted to invest in property but don't know where to start, join Pat and George from Mortgage Choice alongside the experts at Blue Wealth Property for a free information session that will help you build your wealth through property. We touched on this uh, last week with Paddy on the show, came in and gave us uh, a little tip for Benny Hunt last week's a super pod play. Soft run home, not great last week, but not too bad from Paddy just yet. Uh, guys, that is on Wednesday the 17th of August, so next Wednesday. 
at 7 p.m., 6.30 p.m. registration when you rock up at the Tradies in Guy Mia. Check that one out. I'll be going along to it as well. So if, I, if you do pop along, come in and say good day. It's a special treat. The lads have kept aside a limited number of spaces for the SC Playbook faithful. So click the link in any of the stories on our site this week to sign up. Alternatively, flick Pat and George Mortgage Choice a message on Instagram and they'll reserve a spot for you. Probably the easiest way if you do have Instagram. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you along at that one. Spy, run home draw. Run us through the sides with uh, the best draws, the worst draws, just any general thoughts that you have. Uh, and just, just to give us a bit of an idea on, on who we may need to target on the run home or, or vice versa be avoiding. Boys, best draws in my opinion. Uh, and this is based on an article I did about three weeks ago now. But I've just had a look at the last... Um, you did it last week, last, Was it? Oh, I've yeah. been all over the place lately. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Rattled. <laughs> my best three. Would be in no no particular order, but Cronulla Sharks have a fantastic run home. Uh, they've got the Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, and Knights. That's a pretty nice draw to have. Um, I'll run you through the next one. Gold Coast Titans, maybe not super relevant, but if you're a Fafita owner like me, they play Manly. That's hopefully Fafita's edge on their weaker side. Uh, Dragons, Knights, Warriors, that's pretty juicy, so... The big fella might be able to do some damage at some stage. They were still basing okay, which is all right, but geez, a bit frustrating, isn't that? Uh, and Manly. Uh, I think it's Titans. Sharks are a bit tougher, but then Doggies and Canberra. That's a pretty good run home for Manly. So the likes of Cherry Evans and, and Garrick and them, if he's fit, um, could come into play. They're my big three. Mooney's. Best Mooney. run home. Mooney's in his office at the moment. He's just started playing Eagle Rock and dropped his pants here and that they've got a good draw. Not that he didn't know already. You reckon they're making the eight? Get on them. Uh, fifth, I think I've got us coming. Um, <laughs> fifth. The ladder predictor on the NRL website. 2023 version. I didn't know that was um, <laughs> A few results to go away, a few um, salary cap indiscretions. We could sneak into fourth. Hey, Spy, before you move on to the, the sides with the tougher draws, one that I, I for a while had thought I had a really nice run home, but it's turned pretty quickly, and that's the Cowboys – now playing the Roosters this week at the SCG. They then place the Warriors up in Townsville, which is a really nice matchup. Like, there's a few places who could go huge there. But they then play the Bunnies and Panthers. So I think as we looked at them a month ago before games against the Dogs, Dragons, and Tigers, we saw those soft that's those soft games. And then we thought, you know, the Roosters were, were battling a little bit. The Bunnies were battling. Uh, them two have both come good since then. So the Cowboys are pretty tough run home. Yeah, um, I'd probably have them in the middle based on that because the Warriors game could make up a lot of ground. Mm. Uh, Penrith might be not – well, they might be quite at their best, obviously, with players out uh, come the last round. So that's maybe a little improvement there if you have to play them. Yeah. Um, the big one, as as we said, are the Roosters and the Bunnies. The Chooks, whilst they're playing some better footy, especially in attack of late, their defence – I'm still not sold on, so it'd be, it'd be a really good test this Saturday to see how they shape up against a, a pretty good Cowboys team on a Sunday, Arvo. I think St. George put, what, 28 on less than a month ago in an Arvo game, so just an interesting test there. And the Bunnies can be a bit leaky as well, though they are priming their run pretty well for finals, so they're I agree. It's a little bit, yeah, they can see Yeah, they've, they've just got those points in them, so I don't... I don't love it for the Cowboys boys, but I don't hate it either. And you just would probably get through that Warriors game and then reassess if you need to start sit. Though this week's interesting as well. Should be a good game footy. Yeah. On that one, and uh, Mooney, hearing the Cowboys tough draw they have, I mean, you're certainly not going to go out of your way to sell any players on that because it's, you know, maybe not as bad as it sounds. 
Valentine Holmes uh, came off a, a bit of a stinker last week, 30-odd. Would you still look to get Val in now at sort of peak price with a tougher draw ahead, or do you think we probably missed the boat with him uh, earlier on? Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with that later there. I think we may have missed the boat. I would have liked to have got him in for that match there against the Dragons, I think, last week. Uh, week before, he scored 80 and yep. he kicked a goal and set a try. So I think that was probably the time to get him in. Um, showed on the weekend that, yeah, didn't – I think it was a 40-odd, um, if that, 36, I think it might have been. So he didn't really, yeah, get too involved. Um, dogs were up for it too. So the, the matchup in two weeks' time, I think, is probably the one you look at going if you do consider him um, to bring him in is, is that one against the Warriors in two weeks' time. So maybe yep. holding off this week. Might be the play against the Chooks and then and reset and, and it is in Sydney and I don't think the Cowboys have been to been south of the Tweed River since about round two it seems since about round two 2019. God, they've had some games in Queensland. Oh. I think you said it last week. Spy, what do you reckon? I've got a quick story for everyone. Anyone that's had a, a tough time over Supercoach at any stage recently. Three weeks back, I decided to bring in my superpod, Murray Tawangi, who I was all over. I was confident he was on that left edge. He's a worker. Um, and I went over him, uh, him over Valentine. Thought, this is good. You, here I come. Since then, he scored <laughs> 33, 17, and 24, which are his second, third, and fourth worst scores of the year. <laughs> Unbelievable. And luckily, I sold him last weekend. I just knew I was cursed, so I got rid of him. But even last weekend, he scored off that one, and they said it tipped Valentine's shoulder, so they pulled his try back. Oh, true. I absolutely put the mocker on that bloke. So sorry to Murray and any owners out there of Murray. Mate, that yeah, that sucks because I, the buy made complete sense at the time. I sort of half-eyed him off as well, but um, I had enough brains in my head to go the inform Valentine Holmes kicking goals for them. So, uh, <laughs> Spy, and the tougher draws really interest me because the sides with the harder draws on the run home are very super coach relevant sides. What have you got? I have the Rabbitohs. Now, we've been speaking at this for a while. They play the Eels this week, who they're a bit hard to predict as well. They can be super leaky or they can show up. Um, so, I'm not as worried about their matchup this week. But then after that, they play Penrith, the Cowboys, and the Roosters. So that's not an easy run home. They, they still have points in them, but it's not going to be like playing the Warriors on the weekend, that's for sure. So it's a really interesting watch on guys like Latrell, AJ, these sort of fellas, once they run into some stiffer opposition. Uh, they're certainly capable, but it, I think it does cap their ceilings. Um, and to be honest, just from a pure footy sense, I can't wait to watch Latrell battle again battle it out against some of those top sides just to see how he can go because the boy is on fire, isn't he? He's sort of shades of Tommy Trevojevic last year where he either just slides through and scores or tips on for the try. Mm. Uh, one of the passes he threw last weekend, he just caught and passed in one motion on the fly. 15-metre uh, cutout ball, hit his winger on the chest. It was so nice. Gee's playing well. But, yeah, really big test for the Bunnies coming up shortly. Yep. And who else on that list, mate? Uh, and, and just quickly on the Bunnies before that, uh, your Cam Murrays and your Damian Cook, they're like your forwards, they're, they're less of a worry. They'll play their big minutes in these tough games when they're under the finals. It is just those outside backs that you need to consider. Uh, who else have you got? I've got Penrith. They, uh, they play Melbourne, South, the Warriors, which could be a cracker for them, and then the Cowboys. So it's three pretty tough games there as well. Um, big decisions to make regarding uh, their outside backs again. Uh, I think they're good enough 
Storm are a little bit leaky. Rabbitohs can be, and the Warriors are. So whilst it might not might not look fantastic on paper, it might not turn out to be that bad for the Penrith boys. They're a quality side. Um, but all I'm really saying is it's not like they run home with the Titans, Knights, and the Warriors. Uh, there yeah. are there are some tests in there, so I'm interested to see how they go. Um, who else do I have on here? Um, they're my big two, actually. They're my big two. I'll put as hard draws. Do you have any, anything else for me? Uh, not really. It's that the Roosters. Did you have them in there? I haven't noted them, but we're going to pull them up and have a quick look. Yeah, so the Roosters have got a pretty tough draw as well, and it really like so many of these relevant teams have have the tough draws. They've got Cowboys this week into the Tigers at the SCG. Great matchup, and then the Storm and the Rabbitohs. So again, with, with a lot of attacking relevant players, people looking for a halfback uh, in Sammy Walker, Daniel Tupu is in pod range and very cheap. Uh, people looking to still get James Tedesco. That's a pretty tough draw, Spy. Very tough draw. Um, but it's so interesting this year because sides, just classic NRL, it's so hard week to week to stay up. So sides are up and down. Mm. They could still put some points on the Cowboys on a Saturday afternoon if they turn up. Not necessarily, but they could. Then they've got the Tigers. Melbourne could be leaky and South could be leaky. So it could easily go from a tough draw to not a bad one. You just don't know. Yeah. But again... It's, it's not certain easy games. You can guarantee that. Uh, and then how it plays out is anyone's guess. But they are playing some good footy, so it's another really, really interesting watch. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Teddy will be working hard, and that boy's playing some serious footy. He seems to have, like, gained half a yard of pace again. He's turned back the clock. So um, start Teddy with confidence. doesn't matter who he's playing. Such a freak. Uh, if you want to see more of that article, head to scplaybook.com.au, head to the NRL section and just scroll down. It was last week, but all still very relevant information. So jump into that and have a look. Guys, a little question here which ties into the next topic, and it is from Adam Sargent. He says, so I'm strategically placed for my run home at the top spot, currently ranked 53,000th with four trades left. Attaboy, it's um, Adam. Bloody stick strong, lad. No injuries. Who are, my, who are the absolute uber pods I need to bring into my team and chuck the big C on to cheer them on at the pub and on my way to victory? Uh, even just a mention of the pub gets my hair standing on end. How exciting. Uh, whoop, he's already edited it. $681,000 in cash alone. So he can get most players. Uh, but what that does tie into is super low ownership. Hail Mary pods. Uh, I've gone mine very low ownership. Mooney, who have you come up with this one? For those in the overall race looking for a miraculous pod on the run home. Oh, I love that. 50-odd thousand still hanging in there. Oh, bring it home, son. Um, I pulled in a couple of names out. and Look, not so much draw dependent, but the, the two I sort of had a Good look at um, Luciano Le Lua. I think he showed he can come off the bench and still score really well in, in a Cowboys side that, um, you know, he's probably only one injury away in the back row from starting, getting a full 80 minutes. So he's one I quite like. Um, and the other guy for a pretty good pod territory is Benny Hunt. He's only owned by 2.3%. Um, and he has games against the Raiders this week, Tigers next week, then Titans. So Jeez. he's a guy that, yeah... It, you know, Dragons aren't really set the world on fire, but he's got an 80 in him. He could have 130 in him, setting up a couple of tries, and everything we know comes off him. So if there's a Hail Mary pod, it's probably Benny Hunt for me. With that drop, oh, Paddy from Mortgage Choice will be licking his lip tune that one because he tipped us last week. Uh, and it's a fair call, mate. Like I said, with everything that he does, pulling the strings at the, the poor old Drags, he's got a big one in him. He does. Spy, who do you find? 
Boys, my biggest one, I'm, he's pretty close to under 5% ownership. He might be 5.5, but it's King Gutho, uh, especially with the goal mm. kicking at the moment with Moses out. They've got South this week and Bulldogs. Uh, maybe Mitch misses another week. He goal kicks. He scored 120-odd last week uh, against down at Brookie Oval. Sorry, Mooney. Um, and then they finished with Brisbane and Melbourne, but he's someone you could throw the captaincy on. This weekend, mate, and see how things go. Sean Lane's in a similar boat. He's on fire. Uh, left edge, working hard, but has tries in him. Maybe scores a double for you. And if you want to go uber, uber pod, maybe it's Braden Trindle this weekend. He's run the ball well last weekend. They play the Tigers. Um, I don't know if I'd captain him, but you could put him in as a, <laughs> as a pod play nonetheless, especially if you if you want to free up some cash for a, a secondary play elsewhere. He's pretty cheap, uh, but he might only play... One more week, that's the risk there. But if you if you want to throw throw a Hail Mary, go for that one. Spy, I reckon you'd score 120 against Manly at Brookie Oval without Tommy Trebojevic in the form they're in. 100%, just try assist. Do I get the goal kicking? Probably. Yeah, we'll give them to you. I, I still think Tommy Turbo was the best fullback at Brookvale Oval on Friday night. <laughs> he was sitting there in a sling. <laughs> I'd still have him in a sling over Gutho. <laughs> Mooney, if you were playing for Manly for Friday night at Brookvale Oval, you'd pop your shoulder out in the warm-up. Speaking of Brookvale last week, um, I did the notorious Brookvale Breweries pub crawl down the hill Friday Arvo. Recommended for any footy fans, do that. Uh, maybe start down at Manly and head up to Brookvale Oval. But I must say, I woke up the next day, turned around to my mate in the morning and said, who actually won last night? I couldn't remember. So I watched the highlights and got back amongst it. But as, as a good night, Brookie was going off. A few too many house whiskeys, spy. I had a couple. <laughs> uh, my one, one that I quite like, actually, if you're looking for massive pods, I, d- I didn't realize it'd be so low, but Jesse Ramian, with that uh, draw that the spy just touched on for the Sharkies, mm. 2% owned on the official website. If you go through our true player ownership data, Darusi's magic, 3% of the top 100 own him all the way through to the top 1,000. So with that draw, uh, we know he doesn't like to pass the ball too often. I think Ramian, he scored 99, I think, three or four weeks back and then 130 the week before that. That was against the Storm at Shark Park. I was at that game. And I just think, like, if I had more trades in store, he'd be the, the super pod I'd be looking at. And I actually quite like um, the Sharks outside backs on this run home. See for Talakai. Honestly, he's got to get a ton soon, doesn't he? Like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But um, cannot get an attacking stat fall his way. And then Ronaldo Mulitalo, who's had a really poor... Three weeks as well. Sorry, them two weren't in my super pods, but just touching on them, I think Mully Talo set for a big finish as well, Spite. I like Ramian, 100%, especially mm. with Dykes. He, uh, the new fullback, he loves to go right. That's uh, his preferred side. He'll either cut out long or go short. So Ramian and um, Kennedy might be on that right edge. Is, is it Kennedy? No, the um, not Kennedy. The, the Aussie 7 sprinter. Oh, Lockie Miller. Miller. Lockie Miller on the Lockie Miller. Yeah. Yeah, Lockie Miller, he could be in for a for a serious weekend of footy, so he's a little pot as well, just quietly. Mm, yeah. How about Talakai, just just quietly, since he's 165 against Manly, he's scored over 65 once. Yeah, it's like, unreal. He just gets 40 to, 40 to 60 most awful. weeks. Um, yeah. Like, he's been awesome in actual NRL. He's running for 200 metres. He's busting his tackles. He's doing all those real dirty carries out of his ends and getting the Sharks off to good starts to their set in yardage. But it doesn't always convert to, to super coach points. And as I said, there's a lot of – Matty Moylan loves that cutout boy to Mully Tarlow. Uh, Spy's just – 
he's just not, the attacking sets are not falling his way, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's through any fault of his own or, or poor form. <clears throat> not at all. It's just their attacking structures at the moment, as you said. Um, they're swarming Talakai as well because they know they have to. It's as simple as that. If you're 10 out from the line, you can't afford to let yeah. him get early ball. Um, they ran a sweet play with him last week, and he actually, for the first time this year, might have buggered it up a bit. He tried to double pump and held on too long, but that, if hope they can run a few more of them for the Talakai mm-hmm. to Muli Talo, try assist, try double, that'd be nice. He also was under the sticks, but whoever made the line break didn't see him, and they went right to Mulatalo uh, before pass. Uh, but you're right, his, his base is huge. He doesn't make many tackles, though, it's a thing. Uh, he might only make five or something, so he doesn't accumulate too many there. Um, yeah, he's been tough to watch from Supercoach-wise. Most weeks you get your 40 or 50, which is okay, but uh, there's not much space at the moment. And Dykes, who prefers to go right, I much preferred him when Kennedy was in the side for this run home. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I might be forced to play on, this week on anyway. Saturday. Their spot was tough watching because he had Trindle inside him, and Trindle sort of threw the dummy once and went, "Oh, that, that's me for the night." I'll just keep throwing the dummy. He's yeah. a really running five eight, and he had a yeah. chance there to hit um, hit Talakai with a sort of cutout ball and went short to Wilton, who scored. So yeah, and and that's such a good... around him, but he just couldn't get his hands on the footy. That's that reflection of how good Talakai is because he just attracts so many men that the space was inside and out, uh, which doesn't help you as an owner, but uh, helps the Sharkies, no doubt. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, the Sharkies set for a big last four weeks. Soft games. Let's see how they go. Uh, lads, hot topics. And starting off with a question from Adrianosaurus Rex, one of the another great of the Supercoach community. Go and check out his podcast as well. His question is, a lot of people still holding Nathan Cleary who is the seven to get that's not called Hines? Cleary money needs spending and no jewels. So a straight number seven. Spy, uh, you might be in this situation. I am. And I'm holding Cleary at the moment, I think. But if I wasn't, and if I changed my mind before the weekend, it would be DCE for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out six names, though, because I had a quick look before. There's so <laughs> much There's so much opportunity at halfback, <laughs> which is, again, exciting. Uh, I've got Sean O'Sullivan. Adam Reynolds, um, Ezra Mam, Dearden, um, Lockie Miller, Sammy Walker. Like, there's so many options there, depending what you want to spend. But for me, it's definitely DCE uh, if you're going to do it. And it just depends who I would need to drop this weekend if I bring him in. But um, I believe Mooney's got a sledge ready, so fire away, mate. <laughs> no, I had one in the pocket, but you've named seven halfbacks. There's only another nine to go. You might as well keep going. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I noticed you said on the chat there that you held Cleary, and I take it that's because you had Nico Hines at halfback before Cleary's injury. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so <laughs> I think a lot of people were in that boat last week because the, the Hughes trades and the Cherry Evans trades were quite high because I was in the other boat having Nico Hines at fullback. So by trading Cleary, I was able to move Nico up and then afford to be able to bring a front row or a second rower. Yeah, magic. A centre wing or a fullback. So those duels can can be so good sometimes, but I can see in the Spice case it actually is it hasn't worked out as well as um, as well as you would have hoped. So now you're only looking at trying to trade in a fullback, uh, halfback, and hence why the, the Cherry Evans and the Drone Hughes were the, were the top options last week. That's mm. it. All very team dependent, as we always know. I'd already uh, already flipped Nico down earlier in the year for a reason I can't remember, but I was happy at the time. Um, but yeah, it does I've already used that move now because I would have loved to get someone like Latrell, but wasn't to be. I think uh, DCE as well, Spy, with that draw of Manly's, particularly with this game against the Titans this week, 
there's a big one in him as well. I really do like him. Still at fairly low ownership. And guys, if you haven't checked out the half-backed podcast yet with uh, Sammy Williams on that one, former Raider, and St. George, Laura Dragon, and uh, XTB data analyst Jimmy Hughes, uh, check that out. We dropped that of a Thursday morning each week. Sam's been absolutely on fire with it. It actually correlated to Supercoach a fair bit last week because his lock of the week, Mike Acevo, he called him to score, be an anytime try scorer as his safest play of the week. He had two tries in eight minutes and everything he said came off perfectly. And I know a lot of people uh, messaged SC Playbook in our WhatsApp group saying they actually, they were going to sit him, ended up playing him because of what Sam said. So uh, it's a good listen and we get inside his head. Uh, absolutely knows his footy inside out and back to the front, that fella. I... Uh, Moving on, I'm not even going to talk about Cam Murray because you two both own him. I don't, and it just burns my soul as a bloke <laughs> with not enough trades left to get him. He's a wonderful trade in this weekend, and you can't argue at all. Ruben Garrick and DC are number two and three. I don't think we could argue with that too much either. And quick, we've already quick spoke- question, boys. Can I ask a question on Garrick? Uh, I may have had a few too many as discussed last Friday night, but there's a little bit of chat. He was still maybe hobbling a little bit from his injury a month or so ago. Um, or did he look all right? I don't know how close you watch because he's a captaincy option this week. Uh, and I might need to go back and watch a bit of a replay if I'm going to do it. But did he, did he look healthy to you boys? Or, or that might have been a wobbly sure. foot on the hills, by. Yeah, <laughs> could have been, <laughs> eh? might have had the wobbly boot on. No, he, he did. Look, he gets through... I've noticed in the last – I think I put in my article, I don't think he scored a try since something like round 15 maybe. So he, the attacking stats aren't there. So I think if they come, they'll come in a flood. So it's probably this week if you're looking for a really good Because I know he did. Captain. He didn't really get close to blokes on the breaks. Uh, and I know how quick Garrick can be. So he might just be a yard short of pace potentially at the moment carrying something. Mm. I mean, his lowest scores have – coincided completely with uh, that hit pointer injury or whatever it was. Mm. So you might be on some – just one to particularly consider with uh, with captaining this week might be a little bit of a concern. See if we can find out a little more info on, the, on that. Guys, the Troll Mitchell, we've spoken about a fair bit already. Uh, fourth most purchased player. Horrible month of games coming up for him. Um, question from Junior Glover to, to go with him is why the hesitance to bring in the Troll this year. Spy, I'll start with you. With that – Really tough draw home. He's obviously top dollar now. Would you be looking to bring in the trail this week and answer that from both a head-to-head perspective and an overall perspective, please? I think I would for both. Um, he's 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 now not a must-own, as whereas last week he probably would have been, including the Warriors game. Uh, I think he could do some damage against the Eels potentially, so I really hope the Eels turn up defensively. But... He could tear apart the Eels' left edge and the, the South's right edge. So I think the short answer is if you can get Latrell in and you're not burning a last trade or a last couple of trades to do it, then I'm pretty happy to grab him if you could. Uh, in saying that, you don't need to fully panic now the Warriors game's behind him. It's going to be a different set of defences. Um, I think it will be a slightly easier watch. But, yeah, I think if I'm taking a punt, he might average – he could still average 80-odd for sure. Uh, but hopefully his involvement's down and maybe doesn't kick as many goals and set up as many tries. Yeah, I know I could eat my words, but I'm honestly not that concerned about him uh, on the run home. I was terrified ahead of that Warriors game and he delivered probably as expected. But I just – the Bunnies are coming good, but they've got a really difficult draw. I'm not convinced by them. I think they've had some soft games that have sort of – fallen in their favour th- through a number of different reasons. And, and I, while they're far better than they were prior to the trails return, we've seen what he's done. 
I'm just I'm not convinced. So we'll reassess that one in a month when he averages 180. I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope you're right yeah. on the first comment. But by, by that, just, I mean, yeah, you go, Moon. No, I was just going to say, like, we look at Souths and we're, I don't know if we're today, sixth or seventh at the moment, mm. roughly. Um, the, the way they're playing and, and how bad they were without Latrell to start to that middle part of the year, they probably are a top four team. So when you start looking at that, they're, if they're a top four team playing against sides that are below them, you probably you probably play him and pick him regardless because he's in that top what we what we perceive to be as a top four team. So mm. I don't think the ladder has anything to do with it. I think they're out and out top four team and they're playing like one at the moment. So yeah, they, they play first. They do play first and second though in two of the four games. So they're genuine tough games. And the other thing on the trail is base isn't huge. Um, if it's a low scoring or a lower scoring affair. He relies a lot on goal kicking and attacking stats. Um, he's not not your significant multiple ball carrier, so it'd be fascinating, that's for sure. Mm. Look, it's 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 not going to be a good four weeks for us non-owners because he's so good to watch. But as a non-owner, it's just really tough because he seems to pop up. He has his hunger in his eyes and. I really, really like watching him, but it's been very difficult the last couple of weeks. I mean, even though, like, even on the weekend, the tries he scored, the defense was so horrible. Torhu Harris fell off one tackle. It was a shocker. It was. Another one where that enormous gap opened up next to the ruck. Two of his try assists were all done on the inside with Cody and Cam Murray. He just flicked long on the end and tipped on. Now, that's not to say that that's not going to happen, those tip-on try assists in these upcoming games, because that's the, the Rabbitohs style, but... It's just not going to come that easy for him. Not as easy. No, that's for sure. So we'll wait and see and and reassess this one in a month because uh, not to say I wouldn't love to own him for the next month, but, you know, at at $800,000, particularly overall players looking to to make up some ground, I don't know that trading him in is the avenue to do that. But uh, make that decision for yourself. Head-to-head players, you know, to alleviate any risk of of your opposition owning him, I, I understand it a lot more, get him in despite that price. Guys, where are we up to now? Isaac Thompson, $175,000. Moon, people looking to free up a bit of cash. He looked pretty good last week. Uh, is he an option to free up cash or like for anyone with trades? Or do you think there's better better players? Yeah, I don't think there's better players, but I'd be worried as an AE type. Are you really going to be playing him in the next yep. three or four weeks? I think you're better off picking a dual position. I don't know. Is he dual position? I didn't really look into it. I don't think he is. No, I don't think but he is. I think the only reason you, I think yeah. the only reason you grab him is if it allows you to then, with your second trade, do something really, really massive. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. I'd prefer good. to go with yeah. someone who's not playing because yeah. I don't think you'd be playing, playing regardless, and then you've got a um, a definite non-player who's not going to stuff you around yeah. with a fourteen if if something happens. I, I wouldn't. I think if he's going to play, he'll start on the wing though. So the only comment I have there would be. <laughs> If if it comes to the last round or two and you're short on numbers and you oh, could have had yeah. this Isaac Thompson fella playing who could score a try and score 60, I think you yeah. just don't overthink that one. Just lock him in if you're going cheap. I think he's a great option, but you, I mean, only if you're going cheap. Mooney, we're running out of trades. You know, Hughes down this week. Maddo might miss. Joe Tappany gone. You still want to go your AE? Do you not listen to this podcast on your weeks off? Brought in, I think his name was Viliami Fafita from Manly the other week and has done absolute wonders for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, geez. Uh, moving on. Uh, Penrith are an interesting one, lads. Um, 
Watching that game against the Raiders last week, their defense, their edge defenses have been all right, to be fair, but Penrith were fantastic without the regular halves in Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai, but I tell you what, at no minute was I happy as a Brian Toto and Taylor Mayona because they just did not look like getting any quality, I shouldn't say early ball, but getting any ball in space. So uh, I'm really considering sitting them this week, Spy. What's your take on them? I think there's three massive factors on that game last weekend. Mm. Um, the first one was, was it was quite slippery. It was raining a little bit, so it wasn't great conditions to get it wide. The second one is Kikau didn't play, so he just the amount of lead the, his lead runs, the amount of players he he pulls up in defence and opens up that space out wide on that left edge is cannot be understated. So if Kikau returns, I'll be much more confident in playing your Tungos and Mays. Uh, and the third one is Raiders don't concede many points out wide. Um, they You can score through them, but just for whatever reason, <laughs> wingers aren't scoring a heap of tries against them this year. So I think those three factors, and even watching the game, you never really felt like either of them were going to probably score no. points, but it could turn around. Um, as a top owner, now that Cleary's gone, you're not. I'm not feeling fantastic about that. His base is still awesome, but he's not busting tackles like last year. Uh, and he's just not getting a heap of heap of room out there at the moment, like like he once would with Cleary in the side. So <laughs> hopefully things swing. But uh, one of the best players ever to own is now someone who's who's only okay at this Incredible. stage. So hopefully, hopefully he can put a few tries on. It'd be handy, wouldn't it? And to think I had the masterstroke of bringing him in for Joey Manu. How good! Unbelievable. Uh, Mooney, a question from uh, a regular. Contributor to the Beers and Breakevens podcast that's calling Wim Tilliams. If you had to play one of Brian Toto or Taylor May this week, which way would you lean? Sounds like Wim Tilliams is in a bit of hurt. Um, I I still think, I don't think um, Taylor May's been very good at all since since he sort of came into the side and his scores have pretty much reflected that. I'd probably lean towards Toto. Just, I think he's a bit more experienced. Uh, yeah, to flip of the coin, I'd go Toto just on the base. It's hard because Spy, yeah. you, you you want the left edge, as you said, with Kikau out there. I was at Tungo playing excellent, and just Sean O'Sullivan as opposed to Jamin Salmon on the right. I think O'Sullivan's going to get more ball. Uh, I mean, O'Sullivan is also a big ball runner. Salmon is too, to be fair. So I think the left edge of Taylor May gets more ball, but Toto's probably got that better base. Do you have any strong feelings either way? Who's Jamin Salmon? Never heard of him. Has he been in the media at all of late? Ah, jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, what a week. We won't get into that. Um, I think if Kickout plays, I'd play May. I'm in the same spot. If Kickout plays, I'd prefer to play May. If he doesn't flip a coin, I just think the left edge is more likely to score at the moment. So I'd probably pay May regardless. If you're out there and just quickly, um, Fats and Spy, if you play, if you've got Tungo still on your side, you could sort of go your Tungo and Toos and cover both edges. Try and get yeah, something. Don't mind it. Try and get something out of it. Yeah, but if you sort of looked at the two and said, okay, I want you know 120 points out of the two of them. Yeah. Then then maybe that's the play rather than going May and and. And Tungo, and mm. I think then all the ball goes right. Yeah, just on standers, they're all. I had a quick look through today. There's not really any standouts at the moment. So if you think your centers aren't going that well, don't panic too much. Joey Manu, I don't know him, so that's why. There's a bike called Joey Manu. Yeah, but... I know, but outside of Manu, um, Garrick was going to the 
be the one that I thought would fly home, but with that injury, mate, I think he still will. I think he's to go really well, but maybe not quite as good. But the depth in the centres at the moment is not great. There's a lot of guys who are just probably knocking out 50s. So head-to-head and overall contests could all be about uh, just nabbing the right mm-hmm. guy. Someone like if you wanted to get a Selwyn Cobbo with a decent run home, I think he could be a real difference maker because um, you need guys scoring mm-hmm. tries. And for whatever reason, wingers' tries have just dried up a little bit of recent times. So uh, that's a bit of a development as well. Mm, tell you, on that one, like, we won't get too far into him, but Adam Dewey, who I brought in last week with a fair bit of confidence, I thought with that Hastings there and Luke Brooks that he'd be getting all the attacking ball, he'd be in everything – he hardly touched it, and, and just they the Tigers themselves and Dewey included, without that organising half, just looked lost. So, uh, look, I'm still very happy to own Dewey, but they were a shambles last week. So, yeah, really concerned about Dewey, um, despite, you know, the, the Supreme Confidence last week. Spy, would you still look to get him in this week, or have your opinions turned a little bit? No, I still like Dewey. Um, the Tigers did not get off the bus last weekend. They were asleep from yeah. the get-go. They barely made a, made a tackle in the last 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes, sorry, uh, and they just couldn't get back into the contest. They were they were disorganised, as you said. I think they'll probably sort it out to some degree this week. Um, tougher match against the Sharks, but Dewey's that classic accumulator type. He had one try assist with a bomb. Yeah. He kicked one from two and he scored 53. Uh, he had a nice cutout ball for Kenny Mamalo, and it fell like half a metre short of him. That would have been another 20 plus a goal kick. Um, just nothing went his way last weekend, um, and he still scored 50. So I think with his base and his ability to go large, I still think he's a really good buy. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the Tigers are one to play better than last weekend. They were woeful. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised to see that 53 because it just looked like he did nothing, but he does. Ken notch up a, a stat here and there. Uh Fellas, round 22, trades and skippers. Mooney, what are your moves? Trades-wise, I don't think I'll be doing anything this week. I'm still holding blokes like uh, Ezra Mam and you know, Maxi King. I can sort of move a couple of blokes on. So I'm just a little bit um, torn on to whether I make a trade this week or, or just hold off and, and see what I guess this week brings with, with more injuries that seem to be popping up left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, Skipper-wise... Yeah, Joey Manu maybe I like because even though the Cowboys have been good this year, he's just he didn't get much footy at all last that is week. Great. He like a, wow. Yeah, he just seems like a bloke. I mean, that's the type of thing you've got to do at this time of year if you want to make some some inroads. But he just he looked hungry every time that they scored. He sort of I don't know, he had this sort of I thought look in his eyes where he's like, Oh, that should have been me. So Yeah, that look in his look in his eyes of I'm gonna absolutely screw Tim over again this week. I'm just waiting for the moment to do it. Mooney Look, I don't, I don't hate it by any means. Surely you'd feel, and Joey was roaming around last weekend, which was terrifying. Uh, again, as a non-owner, but surely Jimmy Tedesco. I don't think a lot of people are going to skip a Tedesco this week because of that Cowboys matchup. For him as a, an option, Demano. Well, I think we saw in the last couple of weeks that it, one of the two is probably going to go really well when the Chooks go well, mm. um, and whether it's it's a Manu this week and Teddy the week before. Um, well, sorry, it was um, Teddy the week before that. But look, Joey scored 96 the other week and didn't do all that much. I know. So he's got he, – he can score 95 not up to 100 with a try assist. So – and maybe against the um, Cowboys, they pick it as a game where they just come out out of the box and try and um, yeah. do as much as they can to get the two points. It's in Sydney. Again, Cowboys don't like travelling to Sydney. I think they've – haven't been there much this year, but they also haven't run a great record in Sydney. Yeah. You might be right, mate. Uh, Spite, trade skippers. 
I couldn't disagree more with the Manu, but I think you should do it. I think it's very <laughs> bold. Uh, and more so, where does this Cowboys can't travel thing come from? Maybe in previous years, they're a good side. They came down to put they played out of Saints. Queensland, what, four times this yeah. year, I think, we would say, in fact? Yeah. They were, they were here like nine days ago and put 40 on Saints in the second gear. But the anyway. Kuma Stallings put reserve grade to put 40 points on Saints, mate. This is true. Um I'm not totally off the Manu play, don't get me wrong, but it's bold for sure. So, I'm with you, Spy, for the record. Yep. Not a chance I'd be going Manu, but uh, yep. anyway, it's um, Trades this week, nothing. It's going to hold. I still think I've played the long game all year, so I'm going to keep doing it um, and really hope those last couple of trades in the final week could be massive. I've got three up the sleeve, uh, although having a look at someone like Drink drink Water versus the Chooks on my bench, maybe I do bring in Cherry and just play him for this week uh, against the Titans because it could be good. <clears throat> I'm going to let uh, let the weekend decide that one in my mood. Uh, Skipper-wise, it's out of – I don't really do a, do VCs too much. I don't worry about it a whole lot. But my skipper will be Garrick or Hines. Um, might need to get on to NRL Physio and have a little yarn about Garrick. Uh, so stay tuned, please, mate. I'll send you a few beers in the mail. Uh, <laughs> and if he says Garrick's good to go, then I think he might be my boy this week versus the Titans. But Hines is a big shout as well. He was good last weekend. Yep. Very good, mate. Uh, for the Stallions, very, uh, same as you, mate, actually. It'll be Garrick, DCE, or Nico Hines. Leaning towards Nico Hines on the Saturday at Scully Park in Tamworth against the Tigers. If I'm going poor and I need to sort of make up some ground, I'll, I think Nico's going to be very popular. So I might look to go DCE or Garrick. Trades-wise, I've got one trade left. Uh, so it's going to be very quiet on the trade front for me for the rest of the season. That is there for emergencies only. Reason behind this, late last week, I ended up getting rid of Cleary and Caelan Ponga. They were just dead wood on my side. And I was really concerned that if either Nico Hines or Teddy were to, to go down one week, I'd be getting an AE anyway or be needing to make a trade. So I thought, why not do it and, and give myself a few better sit-start options? So I ended up going Cleary and Ponga to DCE and... Uh, Adam Dewey. It also allowed me to shift Garrick to fullback. So I've now got Val at centre, Garrick at fullback, just really good for Jules. So while I've only got one trade left, uh, the squad depth is really good. So I'm pretty confident I can get home on that and the the one emergency trade. But uh, I mean, nervous times because I'm normally pretty well loaded with trades at this time of the year, but it, that's the kind of year that it's been. Lads, a couple of quick questions to wrap it up and then we'll uh, finish up for this week. First question... What do we got? Uh, from Callum Press, three trades left. Is upgrading Isaac Tungo to Cam Murray worth it, or should I be holding the trade spy? Oh, I think I'd hold. Uh, you can do it. Three's okay. If you've got heaps of depth, I don't hate it, but I'd probably lean towards hold. Mooney, question from Matthew. Hey, boys, is Cotter an option for head-to-head finals? Brackets would be a pod in my league. Cheers. Cotter name to start this week. He had 182 metres off the bench in 53 minutes last week. It was really good. Uh, he's caught someone you'd consider. Yeah, absolutely. As a, as a pod, I think a lot of would have sold him in that post-origin period where he'd where he done his hamstring. He They changed the game, the the, um, the bench for the Cowboys when they came on. So I really like that play, especially with Leilua in the middle there floating mm-hmm. around. He is definitely an option for sure. Mooney, can you stop stealing my tweets from the game? Thanks, mate. <laughs> But like your fan base isn't that big, mate. I don't think you're worrying. A question from <laughs> a question from Anthony Lichi Ardello. 
Hopefully got that right because he gave me the pronunciation of it. So hopefully we nailed that this week, mate. Looking to boost second row forward as CTW not quite getting it done. Feel like Murray has had his big score. He says, thoughts on Adam Elliott or Hudson Young as pods. The Raiders have an easy draw. will likely steamroll the Tigers in round 25. Leichhardt Oval, I'm going to be there. I can't wait for that game. Spy, thoughts on going Adam Elliott or Hudson Young? Particularly, I suppose, adds is more relevant because Tappany's out. But would you like either of them with the softer draw as pods as opposed to Cam Murray? Oh, I wouldn't like him as opposed to Cam Murray, but uh, Hudson Young's, he's in everything at the moment. Um, I haven't I haven't got him scores in front of me, but he's every chance of, of sneaking a few tries down the season. As long as his work rate's okay, I don't mind it. Um, Tuffany could be back next week anyway. So I still think Cam Murray's your man, but if you are chasing that point of difference, yeah, I don't mind either, either of those two guys, but Hudson could be a chance to do a bit of damage for you. Spy, on the Cotter, question from MBF. Uh, with Cotter back into the starting team, how much impact, if any, do you think it will have on Jason Taumalolo? Not much. Um, I think Taumalolo is cruising home to finals, to be honest. Um, I don't think he's an, he's an incredible guy to, to own at the moment, but given lack of trades, he's just the bloke you plug in in the front row to do a job. If he can score a try, that'll pump him up to an 80 or 90, and hopefully will at some stage. So uh, I don't think massive. I think Taumalolo will be about the same, same. Um, but Cotter, he's exciting. What a player. He's so good, that guy. So good. Uh, Pierce Whitaker, Sevo or Millie T- or Mully Talo, Mooney? Mully Talo's got a lot easier draw, but he, he's been very quiet in the last couple of weeks. Sevo has found the line um, a couple of times. Probably lean towards more Sevo. I think the sh- Parramatta seem to be a bit uh, running a bit more hot than, than what Cronulla are, um, although he needs tries to, to score well. I mean, mm. Purely, uh, purely draw-related, or not purely, but largely draw-related for me. But I'm going Mully Talo with that Sharks run home. Uh, I do like that with Mitchie Moses out, the left edge at the Eels are getting just really, really good quality ball through Dylan Brown, and Sevo is the recipient of all that. Uh, Spy is the tiebreaker. Who would you go? Yeah, I don't mind Sevo either. I would be with Moon on this one. Um, oh. I just think they're running some good footy, that left edge. Mulatalo is just more of a question mark because they've got Dykes in at fullback now. Moylan's not playing, so we don't know how that left edge is going to play out. Hopefully, bloody brilliantly, and he's back to his, his double and, and hat-trick ways. But I think, Sevo, you know what you're going to get, and I don't mind his run home either, but hopefully they both go off because I quite like him. Bullet Blair says he has Brown, Birdo, Drinky, and Latrell in his 5'8 fullback spots. Do I need to sell one to Teddy? If so, who? So, Mooney, so firstly, is Teddy a must-have for one of those? And uh, if he is, which one would you move on? Yeah, Teddy's definitely a must-have for there. Brown, Birdo, Drinky, Luttrell. Uh, you probably hold Drinkwater and Luttrell. Maddie Burton I like as a pod, so I'd probably move Dylan Brown on, although he was pretty good on Friday night against Manly. I'd probably go Dylan Brown on to, to, accommodate, to accommodate Tedesco. Spy, would you move any of them on to get Latre- uh, to get Teddy, should I say? I definitely wouldn't sell Burton this weekend because they play the Warriors. Yeah. Um, I agree with Mooney. It's out of it's out of Burton and um, gone blank. Dylan Brown. Brown. Yeah. Um, looking at Burton's draw, Warriors, Para, Sharks, Manly. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'd probably go Dylan Brown, but... It's not much in it, is there? Mm, Flip a coin there. Goal kicks, so there's one. one yeah, point. and they could. But if you're doing it, 
if you're doing it this weekend, it's definitely Dylan Brown because you want mm. Burton versus the Warriors. Uh, there, there's your tiebreaker oh, yeah. answer there. Yeah. Nah, with you both. Hey, fellas, good show today, if I must say so myself. Spy, thank you uh, for the big return. No worries, boys. Good to be along. Uh, good bit of banter. It's a good footy chat. Mooney, I've just tagged you in a tweet from two days ago, so check that out. And um, next time you want to steal my stuff, you know <laughs> what? Go for gold. You need everything you can get. Cheers, oh, boys. Mate, I see the way you dress. I won't be stealing anything from you. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Cheers, Mooney. Cheers, bye. Uh, and thank you for tuning Thanks, in. Thanks, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.